Nolan, and thank you so much for joining us today on the King's Crowd Startup Investor Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in Justin Renfro. Uh, Justin heads up West Coast Business Ops at WeFunder um, and has been one of the true early adopters of the equity crowdfunding space. He's been around the block for a while, and I'm really psyched to have this conversation with him to discuss all things equity crowdfunding from back in the day to what we're seeing today and into the future. So with that, Justin, would love to kick it over to you. How's everything going? Everything is great. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here and it's a wonderful day. Outstanding. It is a wonderful day. And I apologize for those of you who can't see our screen, uh, but Justin probably has, I would say in the entire industry, uh, the best background of anyone that I've spoken with. Uh, We got stay positive. We got tons of photos. We got a little Mickey Mouse action going on. Plenty of good vibes there. Yeah, that Mamba mentality, wearing the tie-dye, just you know, inserting my vibes out into the ethos. I love it. So back full, full in, 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 in full, in full force. Justin, you're probably the best representation of West Coast uh, vibes. So it makes sense that you're kind of running the West Coast uh, biz dev operations at WeFunder. Taking out the bank. You've been around for a while. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this space. How long you've been here? Yeah, so I started my career at a nonprofit called Kiva. Uh, my manager at WeFunder was actually my first manager at Kiva, Johnny Price, uh, who leads the BD team at WeFunder. And uh, he was an international nonprofit, global reach in uh, hundreds of countries around the world, uh, facilitating hundreds of millions of dollars of interest-free microloans to entrepreneurs all over the world. Uh, I came to Kiva to launch their operation in the US. Uh, this was back in 2011. And Johnny and I led the, uh, the US program at Kiva. I was there for five years and I was going around finding, building strategic partnerships and finding awesome entrepreneurs that just needed a small, a small injection of capital to help them pursue their dream. And for us, we were working with five to $10,000, 0% interest microloans for small mom and chop, mom mom and pop lifestyle types of businesses, uh, just giving them a hand up and helping them uh, get to where they get get to where they wanted to go. It was uh, kind of attacking the traditional microloan industry where you couldn't even get a microloan if you hadn't been in business for two years. And it's like, we need to be able to kind of even the playing field and help entrepreneurs get that first step. Uh, so I was out around the country building Kiva in different cities around the country, national partnerships with the SBDC, SCORE. Uh, you know, it was a really, really fun time uh, early in my career uh, to really just digest the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, when, when I was at Kiva, I met an entrepreneur uh, who had quit his job. He moved to Florida, he bought a boat and he started running boat charters. And I had a heart to heart with myself where I was like, you can just do that. That's something you can just do. And so I bought a boat, I saved up money for about a year and I wanted to see if this was something that I wanted to do professionally. And I ended up moving to San Diego from San Francisco uh, with my boat, uh, you know, a small loan. I did a, I did a crowdfunding campaign to help fund the business and a modest amount of savings. 
Uh, and I started a boat charter operation down in San Diego that's still in operation. We've got four boats uh, and we recently completed our 900th charter, which is something I'm super proud of. Um, when I was in San Diego building my boat business, my core team at Kiva had left to go to WeFunder. And uh, when I was looking for my next opportunity, I jumped on board with uh, the core crew at Kiva and uh, you know, started at WeFunder, just doing business development, operations. You know, at the time we were 15 people. So there was what a lot. This was uh, the summer of 2019. So I just hit my two year mark at WeFunder, which is crazy to think that like, I'm one of the early guys in this industry two years ago, but it's been a fantastic two years. The business has grown and uh, you know, it's, it's been just a, an incredible opportunity seeing the growth of an industry and being kind of like uh, pioneers and thought leaders and influencers in, in, in this space. Uh, it's, a, it's a great joy to work with entrepreneurs, work with startups, work with strategic partners and helping figure out how equity crowdfunding can be applied uh, you know, I have a lot of confidence and a lot of conviction that equity crowdfunding is a very attractive alternative option to raising capital. And I think that uh, you've seen a thousand edge cases of how it drives value uh, and seeing the growth of the industry in terms of the quality of the companies participating and, and the richness and the complexity and the creativity around these deals. It's a, it's a, it's a great place to be. So you're working at Kiva. These folks need five to 10 K to get their, their businesses off the ground. You do this kind of like, you know, small crowdfunding round plus some of your savings and you start building a business. I mean, it really is amazing how many businesses can really be started with not a whole ton of capital and yet it can be so powerful and valuable. I'd love if you could kind of tell us a little bit about the types of companies you're seeing coming to the WeFunder platform, what types of resources they need in terms of capital and where that's helping them get. Yeah, well, the beauty of WeFunder and why I love working at WeFunder is we're a public benefit corporation. And, you know, we were pioneers in getting the law enacted through Congress. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it's crazy to think that prior to 2017, you had to have a million dollars net worth to be able to invest in a private company, but you could go to Vegas and blow it all in the craps table. Um, the fact that, you know, it's now open to anybody where everyone can participate. I, I really believe in this like power in numbers. There's, there's a lot of value in the retail investor and, and the opportunities that exist on both the founder side and the investor side with that transition of the law. And, you know, we take a very, very kind of deliberate and intentional kind of pers uh, perspective of, of our role in the ecosystem. And that is, we are a platform and we are happy to host. The SEC already makes it somewhat challenging to kind of check all the boxes. You know this very well and, you know, kind of going through crowdfundings yourself and, and building King's Crowd through this avenue. Um, we're like, hey, if you're a legitimate business and you can, you can check all the boxes for the SEC, we're happy to host. And with that perspective, you see such a beautiful range of companies utilizing equity crowdfunding. You look at the lower end of the spectrum where it's like, you know, MVP first, you know, first couple months in business, trying to, trying to kind of get that early traction, get that first customer, get your product developed. And I think WeFunder has a beautiful place for those entrepreneurs in that 
hey, we'll manage the compliance, the legal, the SEC stuff, the investment contracts. We'll make it simple for you to be able to go fundraise from friends and family and bring in investors and get the capital that you need in that first phase, first capital in. I see equal value and, and, and it's extremely exciting on the upper end of the spectrum where you start to look at the multi-million dollar deals where it's like, hey, there's, there's so much marketing and brand benefit in, in, in utilizing a platform like WeFunder, getting your, your, your company out there, engaging with your stakeholders, getting your customers to invest getting access to a world, a global audience that exists on WeFunder to help you fundraise. Um, two very different use cases, but beautiful use cases in their own rights and, and everything in between. So what I, what I really uh, kind of, you know, believe in is like, we want to help everyone take their shot. And it may not be, you know, for those earlier stage business, you may not be getting tons of investor interest from WeFunders community. That's generally more applicable for, you know, we have traction, we've raised capital, we're, we're, we're going to our Series A or doing our Series A on WeFunder. And, you know, there's a lot, lot of activity and action there. Um, you know, in terms of the sweet spot of WeFunder and where I, where I found the, the cleanest fit is really companies that are post-seed to Series A. Uh, you see a lot of bridge building to Series A. And now with the regulation going from 1 million to 5 million, you're seeing more and more companies look at WeFunder and, and equity crowdfunding as a viable option for the Series A. Um, and it's generally venture scale, tech-oriented uh, companies that uh, they've, they've had investors, they have traction, they have a product, they've, they've, they've explored product market fit, and they're trying to go from step two to step three. And this can be a very powerful channel to drive investors and drive community and build, build brand and market. So I think that like post seed to series A tech oriented venture scale startup is really, is really the sweet spot of WeFunder from what I've seen. Well, you've heard it here first. If you're a company or a founder that's thinking about doing this, does this fit me? If you're kind of C to Series A, it's probably a really phenomenal fit, especially on, on, uh, on WeFunder. Yeah. So here's a, a question that I have for you. Um, you've grown just tremendously since yeah. 2019 when you joined and especially since 2016 when this all started out. Exactly. You know, without giving away your secret sauce, what do you think have been some of the real drivers of, of building up the business in the way that you have? Yeah, I think there are two primary, uh, I guess three. The first is COVID. Uh, when COVID hit, it really disseminated geographical barriers around fundraising where, hey, you now have a, everyone's got a national scope because everyone's doing meetings on Zoom. And that opportunity to access a more national or global audience of prospective investors really played to our favor and really just like aligned cleanly with what was happening in COVID and how that shifted the professional landscape, uh, you know, across the board, but especially within fundraising. The second is the cap table. So prior to last year, every single investor would go on your cap table. So for legitimate startups that were, you know, venture scale looking to go, you know, get institutional rounds of funding, Having hundreds of thousand dollar investors on your cap table was very bad optically 
Uh, it was a new industry. The cap table thing was really an Achilles heel of equity crowdfunding in general. Now with the new regulations that went into effect in March, uh, in March of this year, we reoriented our entire backend infrastructure when it comes to the construction of arrays to allow for companies to select a lead investor and pool all of their investors into an SPV. So when you're coming out of WeFunder, you've got one line on your cap table. It's super clean, super crisp. Everything's organized by WeFunder for free. And uh, that the optics around follow-on funding and raising from institutional uh, capital, raising institutional capital down the line, uh, those concerns started to go down. And I think the industry uh, upstream started to become more and more warm as they saw more legitimate companies using it, companies in their portfolio utilizing equity crowdfunding to raise capital. Uh, so that was the second big thing is the cap table. And the third was just delivering an awesome founder experience and trying to just be very founder friendly, founder first, deliver the best operations that we possibly can for every single founder. Certainly not perfect. We're a high growth startup. There's a lot of stuff that we need to improve on, but the, 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 the kind of engine of our growth has been referrals and founders Founders are connected to other founders. And when they have an awesome experience, they tell uh, their other founder friends and that's what's really driven the engine. So uh, the cap table thing was huge, COVID was huge and uh, just founder referrals and operational execution on our end uh, to, to drive an amazing experience have, has been kind of the three pillars of our growth in my opinion. And I'm interested to hear from you, You know, companies that really succeed, is there, a playbook to what they're doing. I mean, I get asked this constantly from founders and investors, like, why do some companies succeed while others, you know, fall short? And I have my opinions and thoughts, but I'd love to hear from you. What is, what is the picture of success? What do they do to be so successful when they raise online? You know, I've worked with hundreds of campaigns at this point, and I've seen a lot of different edge cases of, you know, people, people doing it creatively to, to get awesome results. So I wouldn't say there's one templated way in which equity crowdfunding works. I think that uh, generally speaking, it's better suited for companies with a founder or a partner that uh, executes on the marketing, the branding, the messaging, the communication, investor management. Those are all important pieces to running a successful campaign. And I think that marketing orientation is relevant and important to running a successful campaign. More than anything else, I think that founders need should not expect to post their company on any platform and watch the investors roll in. It just isn't how it works. They need to prime the campaign with money from their own efforts, where it's like, hey, if I'm throwing a house party, I expect the homies to show up before the randoms. <laughs> same, same, same concept here where it's like, a, you drive credibility by bringing in investors and bringing in that first swarm of capital. Uh, that's what activates the WeFunder network of investors and other opportunities that present themselves as you build up that momentum yourself. And I've seen, there's probably two primary ways in which that happens. The first is I'm out talking to investors. I've got 25K, 50K, 100K checks lined up, ready to go when this thing is live. And those big checks are going to kind of consume this kind of first wave of momentum that comes into the campaign. The second is 
we have a product and a community and customers that love us. And our, we can send out an email to all of our customers and say, now you have the opportunity to invest in what we're building. And if you have an awesome brand and you've built an awesome company and you've been a great steward of your customers and you have enough of them, that can fuel that early momentum behind a campaign. Hmm. We saw that last week with Mark, uh, two weeks ago with Mercury Bank, where they sent one email to their customers and raised $15 million in one day with one email. And it's really a testament to the, the operation, the customer, the customer experience, and the community that Mercury has to be able to raise that much capital it's in, such a in such a short time frame with one email. That's extremely powerful. Uh, so you see kind of extreme examples of that. Modern Times Beer, Meow Wolf, uh, Immersed. Uh, we've got a lot of examples of companies that were able to fundraise very quickly because of that community piece. Uh, but I would say for the majority, you know, that early injection of the campaign is driven by bigger investors or by uh, a, a big kind of network of passionate customers. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> for investors, you know, who are, are in this space, who are utilizing multiple platforms, um, what's kind of your value proposition to them? What makes you different? Why should they be coming to WeFunder more often than not to find investment opportunities? Well, I think we've got the best options in terms of companies fundraising on WeFunder. Uh, you've got just a much greater range of companies that you could invest in as a byproduct of being an open platform. Uh, whatever your interests are, whatever types of companies you're interested in, I think on WeFunder, you're going to have more options within any, within any kind of niche category that you might be interested in as an investor. And as a leader of the business development team, I'm super focused on finding the best companies in the world to utilize equity crowdfunding. And I think that our entire team has kind of rallied around quality, quality, quality. We, you know, while we aspire to be an open platform and be available to everyone, that is not mutually exclusive to focusing our business development team and all of our marketing efforts on finding the highest quality founders. And that's really the emphasis and the focus of our business development team is a higher quality founder than the other platforms with more range in deals that you can participate in. Understood. And at WeFunder, I know you have some other really cool initiatives, which I'd love to, to hit on. Um, I believe you have a fund that's focused on kind of funding early stage female founders and things like that. Can you talk about some of the, the positive initiatives you have to really kind of bring up a, a new generation of startup founders? course. Yeah. So uh, again, we're a public benefit corporation. You should read our impact report. It's really inspiring. It's wefunder.com backslash PBC, stands for public benefit corporation. Um, we've got a bunch of initiatives under that kind of public PBC arm that, uh, that fuel the kind of ethos and vision and mission, uh, mission of WeFunder. Uh, one of those is uh, called the XX. And Really, the aspiration of the XX is to be like, you start with the XX and graduate to Y Combinator. So we, we came out of Y Combinator. Uh, we align our brand with Y Combinator. They're an important stakeholder in our ecosystem. We just launched 30 YC companies on our platform. Uh, you know, YC is now kind of moving up and taking more and more mature companies, less and less early stage companies. And we're like, hey, let's find those super early stage companies 
and, and, and create curriculum and connections and community to help them succeed and graduate them into a program like Y Combinator. Uh, so we, we've now run 10 or so batches of the FX. Uh, it's about 10 founders in each cohort. And uh, it's something we're extremely proud of and something that's really worked. Uh, you know, Merced is a company I mentioned earlier that came through the XX program and has now raised over 10 million on WeFunder uh, from that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very exciting uh, kind of uh, creative arm for WeFunder and one we're excited about. We actually launched our first cohort of venture partners yes, uh, last week. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're going around the country finding entrepreneurial, innovative leaders uh, specifically focused on Black, female, geographically dispersed founders and helping them utilize WeFunder to its maximum benefit within their communities and within the entrepreneurs that they're trying to support. So Black angel groups, female angel groups, you know, folks that are working with venture scale, exciting companies that are that are ramping up and need to fundraise and saying, okay, let's create structure and process and focus around this is how to best leverage WeFunder for those startups in your network that, uh, you know, that have the best chance to raise a couple million dollars on the platform. Really cool. And I, I you know, this kind of gets to another thing that I think is very pertinent to the times, which is, you know, community and community capital and building community. And, and WeFunder plays such a, a large stake in helping to enable that. What other things is WeFunder doing to enable the engagement of the community that you build through the WeFunder platform when you raise capital from individual investors? Yeah, so that's gonna be the, the major topic of 2022. Our business has gone through hyper growth in 2020, 2021. So right now we're just really focused around scaling up, hiring people, getting people onboarded, tightening up our operations and just making it a super solid foundation that entrepreneurs can fundraise on. I think that's like the, you know, that's the collective focus of our company in 2021. As we think about 2022, and our CEO has been just shouting this from the rooftops, it's about community, it's about the connections. That's really how you differentiate from everyone. And that's how you build like a, a company that has just like immense upside. It's not just about raising capital. It's about connecting founders with the resources that they need to be successful. And uh, you know, we've, we've been kind of starting to pilot things where it's like connect lead investors to founders, hmm. find ways to create rich, you know, kind of how do you unlock and surface the value that these investors can bring to these companies? What are ways that we can intensify the relationship between investor and founder? And we feel that you know, a lot of times it's like when you raise from institutionals, angels, VCs, a big value proposition there is their connections, the Rolodex, the expertise, the, the, the ability to kind of help guide the, the company. I believe that there's a fundamental value in having hundreds or thousands of investors. And it's a different type of value proposition than the angels and institutionals. It's very complementary. And really squeezing out the total value that hundreds or thousands of investors can bring to any given company uh, 
you know, right now it's done very organically. It's driven by the founder and it's something that uh, I think it's a best practice for founders to kind of find ways to do that. But I think that there's a lot that we can do to facilitate connections, new conversations, new, new value uh, for any given industry, any given company, uh, you know, through a global base of a million investors. Uh, you know, how, how, can, how can we facilitate value beyond an investment? And that's, that's really the, the core of, of the focus going into 2022. Definitely an exciting value proposition. And I know maybe I'm, I'm kind of crossing over things you just said, but for investors who are coming to WeFunder, what should we be excited about over the next, you know, six to 12 months at WeFunder? Well, uh, you know, we have a lot of exciting, cool companies that are choosing to fundraise. One of the big uh, shifts in March was raising the cap from 1 million to 5 million. And with that, with that increase of the cap, that's a huge jump, a 5x on what you can actually utilize equity crowdfunding for. Uh, you're seeing later and later stage companies start to you know, take a serious look at equity crowdfunding. When Mercury Bank raised their round on WeFunder, they had just completed a $135 million Series B led by Andreessen Horowitz and offered the same terms that they, that they uh, executed on their Series B to their customers. Rome Research did this as well. Another you know, company in that unicorn category, they're valued at over a billion. That Mercury deal was valued at a $1.4 billion valuation. So it's a different category of investing. I, I don't know, you know, a lot of times it's like equity crowdfunding has kind of been positioned as like first entry and it's like big upside if you come in first. Uh, but I hope to see a greater range of options where it's like, hey, you've got the really early stage, you've got the mid stage and you've got the late stage companies that are utilizing equity crowdfunding in dynamic ways. So the real hope is to just keep broadening that range keep finding amazing companies and really give investors the power of selection and who they want to invest, whether your lens is just focused on returns or your lens is focused on, I believe in this and I want to put my money behind it. Excellent. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being on the show today. You have a lot of super interesting insights. I love what WeFunder is up to. You guys have accomplished an incredible amount uh, over the past couple of years here. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes in the next 12 months. Um, so everyone, if you want to check out uh, wefunder.com, uh, go see their, their deals. They got some really interesting stuff up there right now and uh, happy investing. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. Take care, everyone.